Um, and here's a secret that many guys don't know, especially in today's day and age, is that women love nice guys. <laughs> we may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older um, and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems. Uh, I'd say by our late 20s, early, early 30s is uh, the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks and we have no time in our lives anymore for them. So we really start looking for men who uh, we know will be great long-term partners, AKA nice guys, right? And that's you. I just want a man who's going to make my heart melt and my pussy throb. I am too horny to be single. Someone better start acting right and wife me the fuck up. Okay, so this is for all of my single over 30 people. Is anybody else just over this hookup culture? I mean, I get it. I'm, I'm online. I'm trying all these things. But like, what happened to romance? What happened to, you know, a little bit of chivalry? Whatever happened to all of the nice things that men used to do instead of everyone asking us, what are you doing? Can I come through? Is there any real men out there at all? I don't know. Help me out. So I could focus on my career. You want to pay your bills? You want to pay rent? You want to get Starbucks? You better work, bitch. You want to get groceries? You want to feed your cats? You want to watch Netflix? You better work, bitch. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> I'm you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> going on everybody it is coach greg adams back in here with another youtube live stream shout out to the coach gang for being in here being involved and being active on this youtube channel and welcome to monday as our man classy beat says money day shout out to money day i got money and shout out to the coach gang for being in here being involved and being active on this youtube channel anyway man we got a great stream for you today we're going to talk about a great story about a wife somebody that needs to wife me up all right that's what that woman said and wife me to f up we're going to talk about the wife who faked her own abduction her own kidnapping and it was only revealed six years later that she did it in order to go on an adventure with her ex-boyfriend. All right, let's go ahead and give the current husband an L, all right? So hope you guys had a fantastic weekend. Um, as you guys know, that on the weekends, I try to chill. Let's chill. And let's settle down. And yeah, we chill a little bit, but that's normally Saturday. Uh, but then I made the introduction of my new live stream on the Ask Coach Greg Adams channel. 
uh, in which I normally do uh, cut up video or edited videos, but I decided to go live yesterday and I'm answering questions from my email, but you guys can participate and super chat some questions. And uh, we got busy this weekend. And also I did three streams. All right. So on Sunday, I normally do two streams, but I add the Ask Coach Greg Adams channel. We did the money mindset stream, which is a high level Patreon level, the highest level. If you go to patreon.com slash uh, backslash Coach Greg Adams, uh, you'll see the uh, money mindset stream. We had 20, 25 brothers in there, roughly around that. And we were talking about generation wealth. You can get the replay on Patreon as well. That was Sunday night. And then the members live stream, we were talking about the plummeting value or even the hyperinflation of Peace League. We were busy on Sunday. So shout out to all the brothers who made all the live stream on Sundays. Um, there was probably one or two guys that made all the live streams. All right. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're streaming on Sundays, uh, at least seasonally, as long as there's no athletic events going on there on the Ask Coach Greg Adams channel. So anyway, man, we had a fun weekend. And now I'm back to work. I'm back to work. And we back in here. You better work, chick. So we're going to break this down. Um, and we're going to talk about a couple of other things. And I got a great show planned for later on about the outsourced women. All right. Outsourcing women. As you guys know, um, you know, I'm single. I'm not ready to mingle. All right. But I have a couple of people that are on my practice squad on my bench over here. And uh, I'm living the free agent lifestyle. I'm thoroughly enjoying life without the complications of relationships, all right? Relationships to me are absolutely miserable, all right? And if you think I'm alone in this one, we'll play the Marvin Gaye video in which he basically said the same thing. Although I'm not chewing gum and I'm not higher than the kite, although I am on pain medication. <laughs> um, love and relationships, they're miserable to me. I can't think of anything more miserable than that. You know, and a lot of people have been getting it wrong. They're like, well, you just can't get one. You can't find the right woman. There's no right woman. All right. There's, there's no right woman. There's no right relationship. Even the people that I have on my bench. I mean, I get tired of them too. I just get tired of them. I literally get tired of them. I really don't want to do any, I don't want to talk to them, text them. And it's not that they're annoying. It's just that the opposite energy just does nothing for me. <laughs> right. It does nothing for me long-term. All right. I like people to go to their own home. I like to them to go to their own space. I like them not being up under me. I like doing what I like to do all day. I don't like the complications of trying to figure out, oh, what is what are they thinking? And let me entertain them. It's kind of like when you have a pet, you know, the pet needs something. The pet needs to go poop. The pet needs some attention. The pet needs some time out of the cage. The pet needs to be trained. The pet needs to pee. The pet. The pet always going to want something, and it's always there looking at your ass Like because I got a dog now. The, the pet's always looking at me. What are we doing next? Huh? Oh, why are you leaving? Where are you going? Oh, why are you leaving? How long are you going to be gone? You know, I don't. I like to move when I want to move. I like to chill when I want to chill. I don't like that. I don't like it at all. I don't like to be constantly being. What are we doing now? And how come you're not taking me somewhere? And I need to go on a walk. We should go on a walk together. We should go to the park. I, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't I don't want it. And then there's not a I don't want companionship. I just want you to drop off that piece of leave when I need some. You can stay a while. You can stay a while. But after that, go home. Go do something. Don't expect me to do something. Don't put it on me. Don't put it on me. We should do something. And I want to be happy. I'm not happy. I'm not happy. We should do something. <laughs> And I, I don't have I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. 
And what I do is I outsource women to do other things in my life. So that's going to be the the thing because people are like, well, well, what about these things? And what about these things? Well, I outsource women to do those things. All right. Cleaning my house and such and such. And we're going to talk about it. What the cost of outsourcing women, all right, is to complete everything that I need to be done, all right, around the house and around my life. And what is the cost of actually harboring a fugitive, all right? <laughs> harboring a woman in my house. What is the cost of that? And what's the cost analysis? We're going to break all of that down. It's going to be a great show. So other than that, let's get into the super chats. And I got all the super chats. Don't worry today. All right. A couple people did. Um, Cheaper to housekeeper. Yeah. Cheaper to housekeeper. And I don't have to worry about, well, how, you always, I always fold your socks. How come you don't fold your socks sometimes? And I don't all right, shout out to Ben Rido, Rido. And he says, Coach Gang, did you hear Melinda Gates is now playing the victim? Basically, her whole 27 years of marriage was all bad. It is absolutely sickening. <laughs> all right, if you guys don't understand, at some point, the bait and switch is going to come up. I love our married men. Shout out to the married Coach Gang members. And shout out to all the members who watch me, you know, whether you're a hater or not, or maybe you disagree, or maybe your marriage is going good. And you're like, you just coach has to find the right one. I don't want to find the right one. Would you guys understand? I don't want to find the right one. There is no right one. All right. At some point, she's going to turn on you. All right. At some point, it's going to turn into this. At some point, that victim card is going to come out. At some point, you think you're up and then you're down. Okay, and this story is going to talk about that, but we're going to talk about Melinda Gates because this is a podcast. This is a podcast for, hey, what happened to my header? Get my header back up there. There it is. Melinda Gates, at some particular point, can withdraw all of her love and affection. She can withdraw her peace leave or for, for legit reasons or illegitimate reasons. And then she can do what? She can parlay everything you invested in that marriage. And then she can parlay it for her better. Like, And so this is what she's doing now. She's like, all right, I rolled that as far as I wanted to ride it. He was doing whatever he was doing. Although, you know, there was this conversation earlier this year about high value men being able to cheat. Well, she knew Bill Gates was cheating. Okay. But she just turned a blind eye to it. She's like, all right, as long as you don't embarrass me. But it got to the point of embarrassment, her connection with Ep his connection with Epstein. And so then she can come out on the back end of it, whether she did anything wrong or not. And just say, well, you know, I'll take, I'll take my portion. <laughs> okay, I'll take my portion, and then I'll go ahead and parlay it. But, but the victim card is always there. All right, this is why I always warn married men: watch out, that other shoe will drop, and you best be prepared for it. You best be prepared for it. And listen. A lot of men do dirt in their marriage, so the other shoe is going to drop. If you're doing dirt in your marriage, which I always warn men, do not do dirt in your marriage, okay? Do not do dirt in your marriage. Uh, and I know it's hard, but if you do dirt in your marriage, the other shoe is going to drop. All right, shout out to the go-to-war young man. And he says, uh, that should be no. Nope. And he says, the cathedral could be trying to remove Gates. And so Bill Gates has got all his money out of the, uh, you know what? Now that he got all his money, they want a portion of it. Guys, any, we talk about this in a blue chip uh, mindset, but behind every great fortune lies a great crime. And so these criminals, <laughs> they got their money. Anytime you get a lump sum of money, just understand people are going to come after you. 
And so right now, Bill Gates was getting his bag. He was getting his bag. Got to get my bag and run. <laughs> and now they're going to come after him. They're going to chop him down. All right. So that's just the reality of it. Classy Beats, happy Monday day, coach. Appreciate you and shout out to the coach gang. Appreciate you for being here. Warhammer says, more. most times I am tired of these 304s and their ish. We call it ish over here, but that's the S-H-I-T word. Um, and the reason why is we're not compatible. So everything is going to be forced compatibility. All right. Anybody that says men and women are compatible, uh, you're in la-la land. We're not. We're we're literally positive and negative. I mean, positive charge, negative charge. And I'm not saying what's negative in a bad way, but that's just how it works. And then we plug ourselves in either by force or you overlook things or what they call, what do they, they call it a C word. They call it a compromise. It's either by, it's compromise. You have to make compromises in order for it to work. Um, and when you're making compromising, that's not compatibility, right? We're really two different people living two different lives. We have a two, two different viewpoints of life. And let's call it what it is. We have to manipulate each other in order for one to get, uh, we, have, we have to manipulate each other back and forth in order to get what we want. All right. Now, if you have energy and time for all that, go ahead. Have at it, guys. I've limited a free agent lifestyle. I have no interest in that. I have zero interest in trying to out manipulate and out psych and out masculine frame and out try to get, you know, get ahead. <laughs> All right. Normally the man makes significant compromises because in his mind, he's trained that, that women are just, Oh, you know, they're, they're special in there. Uh, you know, they, they create life, you know, all of these things that are myths. Oh my goodness. Anyway. Not to go off on that, but this is a podcast. This will be an eight-hour podcast, obviously. Simon Small, thank you for the coffee. Coach Junior says, Coach, shout out to Larry Elder, the OG Uncle Tom. Shout out to Larry Elder. Uh, I had a um I had a Kaylee recently bump into Larry Elder, and she sent me the picture and said, Hey, I bumped into Larry Elder. All right, shout out to Larry Elder. Um, you know, the OG Uncle Tom. You know, the Uncle Tom. You were Uncle Tom. All right, shout out to the Uncle Toms out there. Wait a minute. Shout out to the Uncle Toms out there that's cut the shuffling, all right? Uh, let's go ahead and play the shuffle. I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man, what you going to do? Look out, boys, it's coming through. Yeah, man, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. All right, shout out to the Flavor Flav man in the background. He was doing it, man. He, he looked like he was doing a, a modern dance back there. ETC ready to work. Good morning, coach. And the coach gang slept with an uh, Ugg Mug Porker for 10 years for free. <laughs> he said slept with an Ugg Mug Porker for 10 years for free. Now she is super confident, and I'm fighting back to get my confidence. She says, don't validate these Ugg Mugs. I suffer for you. Oh, my goodness. Mm. What, did she lose weight? Or or she she got her confidence because you put confidence in her. Um, as somebody used to say, Gregory, the guru used to say, you raised her marketplace value inadvertently. All right. This is what happens. Uh, one way, a lot of men raise women's marketplace value inadvertently. I love that. Um, by virtue of your association with her, uh, we do this because we can't control our prick or we can't control our meat or we can't, but I don't Johnson police. You guys, listen, we've been having a conversation about this yesterday. Um, that you know people we had this conversation women like some women who like older men and then there was a guy oh they don't like older they like chads listen people aren't 
It's not either or. Just like for men, you guys love big booty models, but you're never with a big booty model. You love skinny, iron back, flat back than women, but you're never with them. You actually could get arousal for somebody other than that. So it's never even either or in who you like. Everybody likes people in a spectrum. All right. So to say women like only one type of man. No, they don't. All right. They can like any type of man as long as it suits them. All right. So we're not talking about desire and all that stuff and having her soul. You're going to find out you can like somebody. But what men typically do is they have a preference for someone from someone and then but they'll get aroused for someone else and they'll use that person. It's all the same. But in our inability to control that, what has happened? You guys lie with people who you don't really like, but you can use them for sex. And then people have seen that and then they become comfortable with the fact that you will lie with anyone. Especially you black guys. I always want to pick on you black guys. Not me. I ain't black. My shirt is black. My chair is black. But I'm brown from the Boogie Down Productions, of course. <laughs> All right. I'm not white or red or black. I'm brown. Shout out to KRS-One from the Boogie Down Productions. So uh, anyway, we can get on to this. Listen, you guys will always lie down with slop, slovenly. <laughs> you guys lower. <laughs> I'm not white or red or black. I'm brown from the Boogie Down Productions. You guys don't know about that. You young people need to catch up. You see my skin? Man, let's get into the show. Shout out to Robert Moreno. Says, morning, coach. Thank you for the early doses of red pill this morning. You got to get into that red pill. All right. You got to get into the red pill, man. Anyway, this, this show, let's put up the disclaimer. Let's put up the disclaimer. Viewer discretion is advised. You can now have the opportunity to leave this podcast right now. Okay. If you're brittle, if you're bitter, if you're hurt, if you are somebody who is a snowflake, you're easily melted. You know what I mean? You could just fall back. You shouldn't be saying these things. We're going to reveal a lot of truth in this story. We're going to reveal too much truth in this story about Sherry Panini. All right. And it's going to touch on some stuff that the public does not normally touch on, the media does not normally touch on, but we're going to reveal some truth, okay? If you're a softy, if you're a softy ice cream person, you can leave right now. I'm not asking you to be here, okay? I'm not asking you to be here. If you just can't stop watching a car wreck, all right, train wreck or whatever it is, and you just want to be here, go ahead and be here, but I'm going to reveal some truth in here that's going to hurt a lot of people. It's going to hurt a lot of people, and hurt people hurt people. No. We gonna cook, as they say, over in the black man's field, right? Uh, angry man cooks. I think our man Minister Jap cooks. Shout out to those brothers out there. Those are my brothers. All right, those are my brothers. Shout out to Minister Jap. All right. So anyway, I'm gonna pop this story up. Now I'm gonna give you the background, but this is gonna be painful. I'm gonna reveal something about women that many of you guys don't know. Is that women love nice guys, right? <laughs> you guys don't know these things. See, look, I've actually hang out with women that I don't want to fornicate with. You guys don't. Every woman you're with, you actually want to sleep with them. All right. But I actually can be around women and just enjoy them for being who they are for about 10 seconds. All right. Or if I'm um, if I'm working with them, you know, so I've actually been able to be around women for a long time. Here's the thing here. We don't hate. 
We're just giving men information that the media is not going to give them. Their church is not going to give them and et cetera. Go for, the society's not going to give them. They really disarm men with the lack of information. As a matter of fact, let me just pop this up real quick. A lot of things that women do are allowed to go on in secret. But a lot of things that men do are never allowed to go on in secret. Like, say, for instance, um, um, a woman says, oh, you know, uh, we're going to go to the bathroom. We're going to powder our nose. And then they'll go on and they'll go in there and they'll talk shit back and forth and they'll give each other intel information and they'll come back. Oh, the line was long. What did you girls talk about in there? Oh, just women stuff. Just women stuff. Well, what's women stuff? Why do you need to know these things? Don't, don't worry. It's just girl talk. Okay. Now, yeah, some of them be doing cocaine in there too in the in the club. See, boy, I'm, I, there's so much I want to tell you guys. But let us say, you know, we're not going to go to the bathroom. But let us say we went out and smoked cigars on the patio. What did you go? What did you boys talk about? Oh, we talked about boy stuff. What? What, what is boy stuff? What did you say? What did you say? What did you tell him? What did you tell him? And then you were like, ah, I don't want to tell you. You get home, she asking you all day. What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? And then you eventually tell him. Because Samson and Delilah, you guys pillow talk. Men give up intel and information. Oh, don't tell, don't tell Stacy. But Stacy's husband said, and you'll tell. All right, because Samson and Delilah pillow talk. You can't. Men can't keep secrets from it, from women. Okay, and I also will let you guys know, and I've and I've known this. Uh, women tell me this all the time. This is why I get intel from women, and I come tell you guys. All right, the opposite of what men do for other men. You guys get intel from women and don't tell other men. I get intel. When they are in the bathroom at restaurants and nightclubs, some girls be in there, 10 people in a stall, some of them be snorting. Some of them be on drugs. And a lot of times they'll come out of the bathroom and you have an odd interaction with them. And then you don't realize she doing, she doing drugs in the bathroom. You don't even know. Not all of them. Now, when I say this is happening, I'm not saying all of them do it. But women see other women in there snorting lines and, and doing drugs and taking bumps. Okay. So you guys are like, why is she acting weird all of a sudden? Okay. <laughs> you guys never think of it or they'll pop pills. You never think of these things because you guys are always trained that they're sugar and spice and everything nice. They're like, but they start acting weird. They pop a couple of pills. I actually have a great video. I know I'm going all over the place. I have a great video. That a woman sent me. I have a lot of female followers that like, okay, I understand. Because they know I'm not BSing you. And it was a woman basically saying, you know, how they do on TikTok. They reveal all their secrets. Basically, it was like somebody's asking, how do you become such a relaxed, calm mom? And then she kind of shows behind her back pills. And then the comment section reeked with women. Oh, yeah, I'm on pills too. Oh, yeah, girl. That's how I get through the day. Oh, I can't wait to get on Zoloft. I'm pregnant now. But as soon as I pop out this baby, I'm going to get on. Go but you guys never, ever see it coming. Because you don't believe. No, not my girl. Yes, your girl. <laughs> okay. And I keep telling you, they, they sit up there. One in four women are on head meds. I've given you the data, and you guys still, no, not my girl. And then they mix it with alcohol. Disastrous. And then they start acting funny, and you like, why are you acting funny? <laughs> and then they acting funny, bro. I mean, you guys got to under, never underestimate the fact that you've had a weird interaction with the woman you were dating or in a relationship with, and drugs were involved. 
Never underestimate that. See, you guys never think, man, maybe she's on drugs. You never think that. Yes, dude, she could have been on any type of stuff. And you don't even know, bro. You don't know. All right. So anyway. <laughs> and now, of course, the joke, three and four goals misdiagnosed. Let's talk about this woman again. We're going to get into it. Uh, California woman is charged with faking her own abduction. Okay, we're going to read the article. All right, I'm going to try to read. I think I have a degree or something like that. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. Three weeks after she vanished, Cherry Papini was found over 140 miles from her home. According to authorities, her account of being kidnapped was a lie. Now, if you can see here, obviously, because she was kidnapped and it was reported as a kidnapping, we obviously had the missing white woman syndrome going on here. All right, blonde hair, blue eye. That obviously was going to catch people's attention. So the world went with it and ran with it. This story happened in 2016, but we just recently got an update. It says she said that her captors had leashed her to a pole inside of a closet and a bucket of kitty litter served as her toilet. Oh, man. Now that we know it's fake. Now that we know it's fake. All right, that is some crazy stuff. But I'm going to tell you where they come up with this stuff. Then came, oh, let me see here. What's going on? Cash app, What's why am I buzzing? All right, hold on for a second. Where are we at? Make sure cash app is, okay, nope, that was a super chat. Not super chat, that was the uh, uh, Patreon. All right, it says right here, then came the beatings in which she tried to escape she told investigators she was branded. She was branded. That is how Sherry Papini explained to investigators what happened during her disappearance in 2016, a three-week ordeal. That's 21 days, ladies and gentlemen, 21 days that prompted an intense and costly search across Northern California, where she had been living in several other states. The widely reported missing person case wound down after a truck driver spotted Miss Miss Panini. Miss? Uh, wandering along an interstate, but the investigation was not over. Federal prosecutors said this week that Ms. Panini claims that two masked women, two masked women had abducted her at gunpoint while she was on a run in Redding, California. It had been made up and that she continued her deception when investigators confronted her. She did say that the two women were Rosalinda and... Mari, Mar, Marisa, Marissa, Rosalinda, again, at it, Anna Gordita, all right? What is going on here? In fact, prosecutors claim Ms. Panini, who is married with two children, was staying with her ex-boyfriend and had used prepaid cell phones to arrange for him to whisk her away some 600 miles from her home in Southern California. So what she did was ran back to her ex-boyfriend after a man that she married put two babies inside of her. Now this man needs to do a DNA test on those children. But for some reason, she had to hook up with her ex-boyfriend to uh, go away, which was premeditated. If she's using prepaid phones, this was prearranged. And they went 600 miles away to his home in Southern California. Her burns and bruises, her bruises and burns were self-inflicted said prosecutors, which I told you and warned you about this type of stuff as well, who announced that Ms. Pepini, aged 39, we'll talk about that, had been arrested on 
Thursday on felony charges that include making false statements to a federal law enforcement officer and mail fraud and mail fraud, mail fraud and mail fraud. It says the fraud charges stem from more than $30,000 in therapy and ambulance services that prosecutors said the California Victim Compensation Board paid for. Michael L. Johnson, the Shasta County Sheriff, said in a statement that on Thursday that Miss Panini had cost taxpayers more than $150,000 in resources used to investigate her claims in stage abduction. It says here, prosecutors said that Panini, Miss Panini, had claimed that the kidnappers were part of a human trafficking ring and had told her that she would be sold. The buyer's a cop. <laughs> oh my goodness. They're never going to find you, she claimed one of her captives told her, according to a criminal complaint. In a statement released on Thursday by a public relations firm, the Panini family criticized the nature of the federal investigation and the tactics investigators employed in questioning Ms. Panini and her husband, Keith. <clears throat> the statement did not address whether Ms. Panini had faked her abduction, so even her family came up and said, ah, let's treat her with a little bit more empathy and sympathy. All right, they're going to treat her like a kid. No accountability, right? This is typically what happens. They pass that on to her. Prosecutor said that Miss Panini's ex-boyfriend, who was not identified, had admitted to taking part in the fake kidnapping. DNA found on Miss Panini's clothes led investigators to him, according to the criminal complaint. It matched the DNA of one of the ex-boyfriend's parents, which had been collected for um, ancestry research. So remember, I told you um, those um, DNA, well, Ancestry.com, 23andMe can come back to haunt you or haunt one of your family members had they been involved in a crime. So they're, the boyfriend's parents did a 23andMe, let's just say, a 23andMe ancestral research, and it wound up solving this case. Investigators said the ex-boyfriend told them that Miss Panini had instructed him to brand her with a tool for making crafts. Let me see here. When a young mother went missing in a broad daylight, a community was filled with fear and concern. We'll talk about that. Countless hours were spent. This is um, Philip A. Talbert, Talbert, U.S. District Attorney for the Eastern District of California. Countless hours were spent following leads all in the effort to bring this woman back to her family. We'll talk about what the syndrome is. Prosecutors declined uh, further, um, uh, declined to comment further on the charges against Ms. Panini, who appeared in court on Friday. She was arraigned, detained as a danger and a flight risk. No, you don't say for her next court appearance on Tuesday. Miss um, Panini faces a maximum of five years in prison and a fine of $250,000 if convicted of making false statements to the federal investigator. The second charge of mail fraud and mail fraud carries a maximum of 20 years in prison and a fine of $250,000. Um, I would say here, just briefly, I'll talk about it. Miss Panini went on a jog. Mm. White women be jogging, for sure. It says she went on a jog November 2nd, 2016, according to the complaint. Her husband had returned home from work that day to find his wife was missing and that their children had not been picked up from daycare. Using the Find My app, uh, find my iPhone app, Mr. Panini located his wife's phone and her earbuds with the strand of hair attached <laughs> about a mile away from the home. And then, of course, they had a $50,000 reward. 
And then she mysteriously turned up three weeks later in Yolo County, Yolo, more than 140 miles south of where she had disappeared. And it says Miss Panini told the authorities that she had been abducted by two Hispanic women. That would be Marissa and 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 um Rosalinda, and and provided details to uh the FBI sketch artist. We're gonna talk about that hopefully if we have time as well. White women love to blame people of color for stuff like this. As Paul Mooney said, one eight hundred blame a ninja should be a call line. The authorities in August 2020 again questioned Miss Panini and asked her claims that she had been abducted. Blah, 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 blah. And it was a lie. All right. So we got all of that. And I'll just give you a little bit more here. She allegedly paid off $49,000 in credit cards from donations she received um, right here uh, because of the kidnap on a GoFundMe. So they they raised $50,000 and she paid off $49,000 in credit card. Bro, who's in, who's in $49,000 of credit card debt? Married, young married couples. Young married couples. And uh, here it is right here. She's going to be charged. She was branded and whatnot. Um, and she made all the story up here. We won't read all of these, but there's plenty of stories about this. Now, recently, a celebrity had made a similar claim. And I did a video about this. Tisha Campbell had made a claim that she um, that a van in somewhere near Brownsville, Texas, had driven up and that they were going to kidnap her and get sell her into human trafficking. Yeah. See? So this is not this is not abnormal. And I'm going to do some super chats and I'm going to reveal two reasons why this is common. And it has always been common in our in our um, history on this earth as walking homo sapiens, erect walking homo sapiens. This is a story that people have warned you about plenty of times in dealing with women sometimes because of their so-called nature. We're going to give you two angles here. We're going to give you two angles that even history, the Bible, everybody has warned us about that they will do this, especially when you're talking about young and married women. And then in our country, in America, when you're talking about white women, white women, young white women will normally do this if there's something going on here. She had two young children, postpartum depression, financial problems in a marriage. Okay, there's so much going on here. She missed and longed for her ex. She has access via social media to reconnect with the ex. The ex fully participates in it and then claims he doesn't know, he didn't know how far she was going with it. Although she had prepaid cell phones and, and so forth and so on. Okay. So we're going to go into this. Well, let me do some super chats, catch up with the brothers who have contributed to the show and feel free to contribute to the show. Shout out to Slick Vision says, had a, whoa, it scrolled up. What did you say, sir? He said, had a foldable flat backed it weekend here in Tampa Bay. Shout out to Florida, Tampa Bay area, St. Pete. Coach gang, keep dropping gyms. Coach hit me with the junior college sound and shout out to the foldable flat backs out here. The flat backs. <laughs> All right, shout out to all right, on my Instagram, I, I posted a video of uh, when flatbacks twerk. All right, shout out to the flatback. The girl's trying to twerk it out there. IMG says, Coach, I sense a disturbance. There is a woman in the chat who wants to ask, who hurt you? Can you please clear this up? All right, oh, hold on for a second. Do we need to clear up who hurt me? 
Is it that time of the day already? It's only Monday. We already got who hurt you? All right, hold on for a second. I'll give it a few seconds. Well, since you asked, I mean, I'm, I'm going to get emotional here. Hold on for a second. I don't normally reveal this, but it's time. You know, if I start crying, it's just going to take me back. Hold on. I know I'm a man here. I'm a man. I'm going to try to hold it in. I'm going to try to hold it in. It's been years. Years of therapy. I'll call it. I know. She really wants to know who it is that hurt me. And all the simps want to know who hurt me. So I'm going to reveal her name. Do you guys want to know her name? Because they always ask who hurt me. And I want you to know, as soon as I reveal the name, you better go after them. I mean, because I'm not revealing a name for you just to figure out who hurt me and then do nothing about it. I want you to find this individual, hunt them down. Hunt them down like a dead duck. Who hurt me? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me get. Yeah, this is tough for me. Because I've been doing three, four years of content and I've never revealed it. So it is time. It's time. The person who hurt me, her name is. Yes, that's her name. I want you to find her. Hunt her down. Go get her now. Do it. What are you waiting for? Get. Yeah, get her. I want you to get her right now. I didn't waste all this time and crying on here for you to not get her. Go get her. Everybody, get on your horse. Round up the cavalry. <laughs> My mic went out? Wait, hold up. Who? Did y'all hear the name? You didn't hear the name? My mic? Oh, dang it. Y'all gonna have to rewind it and find out who the name of the person is. All right, anyway. Are you guys happy? I lost 400 people watch telling you who hurt me. <laughs> All right. So anyway, shout out to you. Uh, M. Rome says, sorry, off topic. I can't pronounce that. He said, sorry, off topic. My girl does whatever I say, whenever I say. She actually tries to make herself useful for me. Her sloop single mom thinks she can tell me how to be a man. What would Greg do? Um, I, I'm asking you, uh, how long have you been with this girl? And have you married her have you engaged with her this is going to be the question all right so there's a lot to unpack there a lot of times see what we don't understand what's happening here i want everybody to understand this what is happening is this woman has not achieved her final um her final solution yet and i have to say that lightly because the mustache man had the final solution what we have to understand is When, when, when you guys are dealing with women, and this isn't a bad thing about women, guys. I'm just talking about relationships. I'm, everybody thinks if I say something like that, that that's being hateful to women. It's not. I'm just, I'm just talking about when men deal with women, all right? So when you're dealing with a woman, if she has not achieved level two, meaning she has got no investment out of you, she will be good. I'll be good to you, good to you. 
good to you. I'll be good to you. Good to you. Good. To Let's just say, if she hasn't got there yet, she has no reason to stop acting right. Okay? So she hasn't got there yet. So a lot of you guys say, my girl's good. Well, how many kids do you have? Does she, are you having more kids with her? Does she, like, have you, do you have two kids and she wants four? Well, she's going to act good. She's going to keep acting good. She ain't going to flip yet because there's not time to bait and switch. This is what guys don't get. I understand this about women. Women, women all the time. I have younger women that I deal with and they're like, I don't understand how a woman or how, how a, a couple can be married and not have sex. Well, in her mind, she doesn't understand it. Why? She doesn't have the investment. She doesn't have them yet. He's not locked in in which when he she divorces him or cuts ties with him, she gets a reward at the end. Meaning if she takes him to court, she can get equal or at least some resources out of it and then remove him from the life. So you'll say, my girl acts good. Of course she does. <laughs> she hasn't got what she wanted out of you yet. Now, what you will find out is if you drag your feet, if you drag your feet long enough, what you'll find out is she'll start giving you ultimatums. That's going to be your cl clue that she's like, I haven't got what I invested into this relationship. She gave you one, two, three years. Okay. And now she's going, hey, I need to be secured. I need to figure out you need to make an honest woman out of me or else I'm giving you wifely duties, but I'm giving you're not giving me wifely responsibility. So. She's she started giving you ultimatums, meaning I need to get some get you to put some skin in the game. And once you put all the skin in the game, once you push all the chips in, she pulls the plug. She can pull the plug if she wants to. So people don't get that. My girl act good. Well, she has you haven't fully invested. Of course, she's going to act good because her other option is to leave with nothing and then start another relationship. She doesn't really want to do that. She doesn't really want to do that. But if it comes down to it, if push comes to shove and a better deal comes up, guess what? She's going to stop acting good for you. And she's going to start shit testing you. And then she's going to bait. She, she's going to um, she's going to monkey branch. This is all too easy, guys. It's too easy, but it is what it is. Until she has the investment, she will act proper and prim, <laughs> prim and proper. If there's no investment, she'll. She'll um, ultimatum. If there's no ultimatum follow through and you don't follow through, she'll monkey branch. It's too simple. Anyway, a Jedi says, know all about the step up to get beat down. She had, see, wait, she, I'm sorry. Know all about the step up to get beat down. See how it sounds a little unrational. Yes, indeed. He says, he says, what will work with a man who has options? Nothing. Sounds a little bit unrational. I can't forget it, forget remember that verse. But what works with a guy who has options? Guys, what works with a guy who has options? If he loves you, he's going to understand that. But if you playing with a nigga who already got options, coochie game's not going to work. Mm -mm. What will work with a guy who has so many options? Nothing. Man, I know this is hard for people to gather. And do me a favor, hit the like button. I'm giving y'all critical information that I've learned from years and years and experience of dealing with women. All right. This, again, doesn't make them evil, doesn't make them bad. I always tell people this. What I'm telling you doesn't make them evil or bad. Now, if a, if there's a lady here who disagrees with what I'm talking about, I'm going to ask you, are you married? 
First of all, if you're not married, you don't have the experience. Then I'm going to say, how, what's your longest relationship? If you say two, three years, or oh, I've got puppy love, again, you don't have the experience. You don't even know what you're going to do in life, ma'am. If you're in your mid-20s and you're like, this is not true, you don't even know who you are, ma'am, in life yet. I know you think you do. I have teenagers. They think they know everything until they figure out and go out into the real world. Ma'am, you're 25 years old. You don't even have a place that you live by yourself in. You either live with your parents or roommates. Number one. Number two, you aren't even responsible. You're not even responsible for all of your bills yet, ma'am. Number three, find any woman over the age of 40. Then go back and ask that 40-year-old woman, would you trust your 25-year-old self? And nine out of 10 of them will say, nope. <laughs> so that's why I'm telling you, you don't know who you are yet. You do not know. And that's always the litmus test to do women know who they are when they're young. They don't. Go ask any woman over 40. Would you trust your 25-year-old self? Nope. They wouldn't. They'd be like, who, her? Oh, hell no. She was young and dumb. Exactly. So I don't want to hear from people 25 years old telling me, well, this is not, and it should be this, and no, 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 no. I don't care what it should be. I don't talk about what it should be or what it could be. I talk about what is. Anyway, it's hard for people to really get this. It's hard for people, really people to get this. All right, so let me go ahead. I got to tell y'all what's going on here. I'm going to tell y'all what's going on here. You really, are you guys ready? This is going to be the difficult part of the show. I say far, this is going to be the difficult part of the show. I'm going to give you two truths that happens in our world that people don't talk about in, in, in the open in terms of manipulation and women's thought process. But it's real. And the data is going to show you how real it is. First of all, this is something that many people understand, but they really take for granted here. This is called the damsel in distress. The damsel in distress syndrome, and particularly for groups of women who are allowed to pull this off, will pull this off at any point. I see 60-year-old women pulling this off. And for men, I just want to give you a breakdown here. Where's the chart here? Let me see. Do I have this chart? Did I move the chart? For men... But you guys don't understand, some, some groups of men come here and they may be black. Let's just use black men, for example. Black men will talk about uh, their what they know about women, but they only date black women. And I go, well, you don't have a well-rounded um, subject matter. You don't have a well-rounded case study here. Okay, because if you're a guy that says, I only date black women or only date women in the hood, I only date Tamikas or whatever. And I go, well, you're only dating a very small section of women, right? Now, in your area, it might it might sound like it or it might feel like it's a big subsection of women. Maybe you live in the South or maybe you live somewhere on the East Coast, uh, Philadelphia, New Jersey. And every around every woman around you is black. But in America, that is a small subsection of women. Let me just equate it like this. If you took two women in America and stood them next to each other, only one point two of them would be black. Now, that's a very small. OK. If he, if he took 100 women, only 12 of them would be black. Okay, that's how small of a subsection you're dealing with. But in America, if you took 10 women, six of them would be white. If you took 10 women, uh, close to two of them would be Latina. 
And in 20 years, in 30 years, it's going to be more Latinas. Almost three out of 10 will be Latinas and still one and a half will be black. And so a lot of people will tell me, well, that's not true. And then I'll say, what type of women do you date? I only date sisters. Okay, you have a very small subsection of experience with women. Very small. You haven't dealt with the vast majority. But matter of fact, you haven't dealt with eight out of 10 women. Okay. Same thing as dating strategies. You deal with a dating strategy guy and he only talks about how he deals with black women. I'm going, you have a very small experience subsection with women. Small. It might be big in your area, but it's small in the United States. So let's just talk about this. The damsel in distress is used very well by manipulative white women in America. They use this all the time. This is always in play. Spanish women, Hispanic women use this all the time. Why? Because they're hopeless romantics. And they will use this as a form of what? Manipulation to get whatever it is that they want. And then skirt responsibility. So this woman will skirt a lot of responsibility by saying, oh, I was this and I was just lonely and I was lonely in my marriage and I needed to be saved. Captain save him. She needed somebody to play the hero and rescue her. She either needed the boyfriend to be the hero or the husband to be the hero or who else? The search party to be the hero, her kids to be the hero. She needed a hero. I need a hero. Oh, only 6%. Sorry, sorry, Charles. So, yes, if we break that down, only 6%. Well, I think I had it down to percentage of women. But, uh, yeah, they need a hero. And so what they will lean back to when they lose their mind and their marbles, age 39. Now, she was somewhere mid-30s. They need a hero, and they will fall back on this. The damsel of distress is a narrative, a, re a recurring narrative, a recurring narrative device, a trope in which one or more men must rescue a woman who has either been kidnapped or placed in gen, uh, general peril. Kinship, love, or lust, or a combination of those give the male protagonist the motivation or compulsive to initiate the narrative. The female character herself may be competent, meaning this is not a dumb woman. She's actually very intuitive and smart. But she finds herself in this type of situation. Oh, I just lost it just for a couple of three weeks, but I'm back. But she played the damsel in distress. The helplessness of these fictional females, according to some critics, is linked to views outside of fiction that women are a group that need to be taken care of by men. The damsel in distress, the evolution of the trope throughout history, has been described as such. What quote, what changes through the decades isn't the damsel, the woman in the woman is always the weak victim in need of the male savior. It's the attacker. See, the attacker changes. The damsel doesn't change. So in her mind, we saw in Susan Smith in South Carolina who ditched her kids into a car into a river, the attacker was a black male. But now the black male has evolved into somewhat of a respectful character in America, or it's been overdone that the male is the attacker slash Emmett Teal that people wouldn't believe it. So the damsel in distress is quite acute to this. And she goes, I can't blame it on the black guy. Who next? Two gorditas. Mm. Two gorditas. That's what she went with. The faces of the attacker, the faces of the attacker in popular media are legion. Monsters, mad scientists, Nazis, hippies, bikers, aliens, 
black men, gorditas, whichever group best meets the collective fear of a culture gets the role. This is what's happening. This is classic damsel in distress. And let me just tell you, women and many women, I have to say many, not all, will use this in your relationships very early on. They will test the damsel in distress situation, okay? You meet them the first three weeks. They will act like their lives are put together. And then you make a commitment to them. Hey, let's go further or let's pursue this further or we're an item or we're talking and we're in a relationship. They will initiate the damsel in distress in quite relative short order. Their baby dad will do something. The attacker, the baby dad will give them drama. Their car will break down. They'll say all men, of, they'll say they were in an abusive relationship. I was in an abusive relationship. Hence the old Chad, the old Tyrone. The stalker is here. Someone's stalking me. I had to go to court to get a, a restraining order. In short order, the damsel in distress will be right there. Okay? The Ku Klux Klan burning across on my lawn. It's really very relative short order that this will happen. The maintenance man is creepy. Can you come here? Because the maintenance man is coming in. And every time the maintenance man comes, works on my apartment, he gives me creepy vibes. Can you show up? Uh, I got to go to a child support hearing and I don't want to go along. The damsel in distress will come in short order and it is very predictable. And then you say, well, your car broke down. Call AAA. No, I want you to come. The rescue. I don't trust the AAA people. They give me creepy vibes. I'm telling you, in short order, it will come. I heard a weird knocking on my door. Can you come spend the night? It is literally like this. They will initiate it quickly. I'm almost 26 years old, and I live alone, have no friends, never been to a party, cheated on in every serious relationship I've ever been in. And life is just really lonely. Just another holiday. I'm by myself. And what you have to be careful about with the when the damsel in distress appears, normally what could happen, the dangerous part that could happen, is she could pit one man against the other. My ex-husband is a psycho, but he picks up his kids on Sunday. So I told you the story about a couple of weeks ago who I, a man who was dating a woman on a custody exchange, the man who was dating the woman uh, deleted another man who was the father picking up his kids in front of the police off and so I'm sorry in front of the police station and that man who was dating the woman deleted the the father that's damsel in distress why did that guy do that obviously she was saying I was a victim there's a monster you need to protect me that's damsel in distress and a lot of women use this one and it's just a natural thing so if you go back in the history of time all men have figured this out not all men, many men have figured this out and tried to warn men. They tried to warn them, hey, uh, watch out, man. They're going to say these are manipulative games. These are things that they learn in. Um, these are things that they learn in popular media. Let me just give you an example. Not only do women learn it, men learn it. This actually pray, this actually caters to our ego. She sees me as the hero. I must come save her. Let me give you a couple examples here. 
in our popular media. We played a game when we were very young in which the game begins with a monster taking a woman, a young girl, a woman, into her castle. And then you go through turtles, spike turtles, bouncing uh, bouncing birds, uh, all kind of things. You're bu- busting your head up against <laughs> bricks. You literally go through the entire game program to go where where the end result is to get this at the end. This is what you get at the end. You're such a good man. You're such a good man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you go through. You risk lives. You jump on the turtle 100 times to get a 100 lives. Right? Our earliest experience with damsel in distress starts off with. And then at the end, you didn't even get to mount the woman in the video game. She just showed up. Flying bullets, mushrooms. I mean, you went through everything to go get this. This is in popular culture. And it didn't start there, guys. In Star Wars. Star Wars. One of the main themes is when Princess Leia is becomes a slave um, in the movie. To a big giant slug, right? And she becomes the slave and she must be rescued. All right. She's the damsel in distress. The damsel in distress is very much plugged into our culture. Go save the princess. Okay. Um, I'm going to show you another one. King Kong. King Kong. King Kong has again... The white woman. And this is why they reach back to this because it's believable. It's believable. Believable. The King Kong grabs who? The woman. And the damsel in distress must be saved. And then she ends up having a what? Connection with the beast. She has what? Um, uh, uh, survivor's remorse or whatever it is. You know what they call it? What do they call it when you have a connection with the, the your abuser? Um, I can't even remember what it's called right off the top of my head. <laughs> now, I'm going to show you a, a magazine cover that actually mimicked this. This right here. I'm going to show you a magazine cover that mimicked this in modern times. You guys think Stockholm Syndrome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Coach Gang. Stockholm Syndrome. In which then the uh, the victim who who you, you spend all these resources to save then says, oh, don't harm the beast. Because why? She got blacked. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm going to show you a cover that covers this in modern time, which you have witnessed the damsel in distress being depicted in a modern cover. I'm going to show you. Watch this. You see this right here? Take a look at this. LeBron James, on the cover of Vogue, basically, they basically, look, look. Uh, they basically took King Kong, a six foot nine black man, paired him up with a blonde Caucasian woman, and put it on the cover in modern times. Damsel in distress. Damsel in distress. Now, 
He's uh, screaming like King Kong, and she looked like she had the time of her life. But they depicted this. There it is right there. King Kong. They depicted this on a modern cover. You see what I'm saying? They depicted this. See, it, what, what's different about this cover? What's different about this cover and that cover? All right? And so this leads me to the next topic in which is going to get uncomfortable now. It's going to get uncomfortable. I'm just pre I'm just preparing you. Grape fantasy. Grape fantasy. We have we call it grape over here. Grape fantasy. When I read you these statistics, you're going to be you're going to say, "Wow, I never understood this." Because in our culture, Men are not privy to this information. Why? Because if we were privy to it, we would not get manipulated. Okay. If we were privy to it, we would not get manipulated. Understanding, indulging, and indulging in grape fantasy. Now, a lot of people won't admit this, but it's going to give you the statistics of how common this is. It says here, and we'll take it back to the original story. Yeah, Patty Hearst was another situation of what? The white woman or the woman gets the damsel in distress. She's kidnapped by the Sudanese um, uh, army, black militants. She's taken over. She's even robbing banks. She sympathizes with the, 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 the person, blah. It says, explaining the dynamics of forced desire and play. It must be noted that on the onset, this is not such a thing. At, wait, it must be noted on the uh, Outset that there is no such thing as a consensual grape fantasy or grape play involves actual role play in which one partner plays the submissive, the victim, and the other plays the dominant, the attacker. Many women will ask you to play these fantasies. The behavior extend extending from a great fantasy are fully consensual. This term, great fantasy, forced actual fantasy, or great play. Are misnomers. It is if an individual is consenting to the sexual behavior that is not great or forced great. The turn on may be the idea of being forced to have fantasies for it, for many individuals, but that does not actually mean they want to be great. Okay, so please understand that. Not just because they have the fantasy doesn't mean that they want this to occur. But I'm gonna play a video that might give you an indication that they may set these things up to be damsel in distress. How common is this fantasy? Great fantasy is more common than you may assume. Everybody see that what I'm reading right now. This is from Psychology Today. This is from Psychology Today. Uh, these people here, Bavona, Critelli, and Clark found that 62% of participants consisting of 355 women from two state universities in Southwest United States, Southwestern United States, reported having great fantasies in varying degrees of frequencies and types. In Lee Miller's 2018 survey, results of 4,175 uh, 4, adults in the United States have found that two-thirds of women in the study had great fantasies, and half the men surveyed reported having these fantasies as well. Let's read the next article here. Why do women have great fantasies? Great fantasies reflect women's erotic comfort 
with wherever it may lead. According to one study, 62% of women admitted to fantasizing about being forced to have encounters in the bedroom. This is why they have those uh, pornography movies in which women indulge in where four or five black men in Timberland boots breaks into the house and takes her like King Kong. Why do you think those movies exist? One explanation for women set fantasizing about this is that it bolsters their feeling of seductiveness and desirability. This is why if you walk up to a woman, a woman, not all women, but if you walk up to her and startle her, she would immediately go into, you're trying to do something to her. Okay. She's just walking down the street and you go, hey, and she'll immediately go, huh, what do you want? And don't take, because she's already had this situation play out in her mind. She's going to get defensive and protect herself. Women who have these fantasies do not want to be assaulted. This is what we have to understand. They don't want it to happen. Rather, they feel comfortable with their own sexuality. In recent studies, more than 90% of women admitted to having these fantasies. And depending on the study, some one-third to two-thirds confess, at least occasionally, fantasizing about being forced. Of course, this assault is a horrible violation. Why would any sane woman fantasize about it? A recent study suggests that these fantasies are more prevalent amongst women who are the most erotically open and adventurous. What does that mean? Who are the most erotically open and adventurous? What, what does that mean? I mean, you just make up your own mind what that means. These aren't women that are saying that they're pure and in, in they're, uh, what do you call them? They're Puritans. <laughs> All right. These are women that have been, so I said this right here. What does that mean? And you guys are writing in there. What does that mean? It says, who feel more comfortable daydreaming about these situations way beyond what they ever want to experience. And they talked about the University of North Texas study with 355 undergraduate women and how many people, blah, blah, blah. Now, if you think I'm making this up, despite the fact that two academics have published articles on an academic site, there's a PhD, male, a master's degree, male. Listen to this story. Listen to this story. Woman is being held Listen to this story. 19-year-old woman is being held on a misdemeanor charge after Nin false... Wait, by the way, 19. All right, let's listen to it. 19-year-old woman is being held on a misdemeanor charge after falsely reporting she was sexually assaulted at Mound State Park. We first told you about the incident in July when the woman told police she was jogging when a man came up behind her, pushed her, groped her, and hit her several times before she was able to get away. Since then, detectives have determined that woman, now identified as Marguerite Maggie Wallace of Pendleton, had arranged to meet up with her alleged attacker to fulfill a rape fantasy, a 17 you guys can't see it, of course, but we'll go ahead and let you see it. Shout out to the coach gang for letting me know to share the screen. We'll play it again. 
19-year-old woman is being held on a misdemeanor charge after falsely reporting she was sexually assaulted at Mound State Park. We first told you about the incident in July when the woman told police she was jogging when a man came up behind her, pushed her, groped her, and hit her several times before she was able to get away. Since then, detectives have determined that woman, now identified as Marguerite Maggie Wallace of Pendleton, had arranged to meet up with her alleged attacker to fulfill a rape fantasy. A 17-year-old old male cooperated with investigators and told them he met Wallace on an app known as Whisper. Police say Wallace ultimately admitted she was lying about the assault and now faces a charge of false reporting. Okay, so I, I always come with the evidence. I always come with the information. All right, I always come with the evidence, the information that I'm not making this stuff up, that this happens. This is why you can say the slightest thing to a woman in a sexual way and she will call you what? You're sick, oh, you're a sick. And that is often projection because in our society, they, they're told not to think that way, which makes you believe that they don't think this way. But if you look at the data, they think this way. This is why they can call you a sicko. Oh, you sick, you perv, you this and that. Well, they've already been there. They've already had these thoughts. And this is why they can identify it or try to identify it or project it onto you. I don't think of anything like this. How could you think of something like this? Then all of a sudden you find out this is a 19-year-old woman doing this with a 17-year-old. All right, planning it. I'm going to go jogging. And let me read you something right here. I'm going to go jogging. You're going to hit me over the head. Where did they learn this? They learned this from actual events. And they fantasize about it. Doesn't mean they want it to happen. They just want to maybe go through the situation right here, all right, to, to get some sort of arousal or to fulfill some sort of fantasy right here. It says right here, she went jogging, and uh, I read you about Miss Panini. I can't find it right here. What did she do to set up the trip? She went jogging, all right? Oh, here it is right here. I'll, I'll read it from here. All right, this is where it starts. I'll start off with a jog. Everybody will believe that right here. It says a sign for Sherry Panini in 2016 near the location where she was believed to have disappeared during an afternoon jog. One of the reasons that I know married people go through this, a woman, you know, their wife might say, I want to go to the gym. Or I'm going to go jogging and you'll look outside. You're like, it's dusk. It's six o'clock. The sun's going down. Or why are you jog? You're going to go in a jog. Where are you going to go jog? In the wilderness, by yourself? Yes, I just need to clear my head. And you're like, I'm going to go work out. And you'll look outside. It's 1030 at night. Yeah, but it's 24-hour fitness. I'm going to the gym. And you're like, yeah, 50 shades of gray. For you guys that grew up in the 90s and the 80s, you thought women didn't think about sex until you got married and your wife's leaking while she's reading Fifty Shades of Grey. And you're like, huh? And she's reading this and she's getting erotically stimulated. Why? Because these are things that they thought, talked about or thought about and it played out in their head. So much so that she can create a scenario just like that when she needs to. Two gorditas took me, they branded me, beat me, cut my hair off, gave me kitty litter to crap in, and bang. Why did she be able to bring that up and prepare for it by getting what? Cell phones and all? 
She prepared for it because she's already thought it out. It's, it's pretty simple. And she has the network around the legions of simps, the police who want to rescue her, the simp who's going to rescue her, the guy that took her, the abuser, the gordita or the black man or the whoever it was, the sex trafficker, just like Tisha Campbell. And it's never been proven false uh, or true that what she did, just like Tisha Campbell. Hey, a van drove up, drove up and it had candy written on the side. This is all fantasy play. <laughs> you guys don't want to hear this, don't you? Okay. It ruins it. Guys, you can either understand them or love them. In a long time, man, people have already revealed this truth to be true, but a lot of people want to ignore it. Not my girl. Yes, your girl. She's co she's capable of doing it because everybody's always already in position to facilitate this. Let's do the super chats. Let's do the super chats. A Jedi says, "Know all about this." Oh wait, how did I get up here? Um, punk up to get beat down. Uh, that, you know, to its very last compound, he says, um, Caitlin Ferguson says, when a woman ab abuses a man's love for her, no one cares. Okay, he says she doesn't love you or even respect you. So when a woman abuses a man's love. So in this case that I've been talking about, this type of manipulation, unless a crime occurs in which she, in the first case, Sherry Panini committed a crime which made her legally culpable, like she had to be responsible legally. If there was no legal responsibility or no laws broken, people would have swept it under the rug. People would have swept it under the rug. Like no laws were broken. She just was going through something with her husband, the seven-year itch, or they'll blame the husband. You wasn't hitting it right. And she ran back to the ex-boyfriend. If the woman didn't pay off the credit cards with the GoFundMe, maybe there's no crime because they don't get her own mail fraud. But she, instead, she took the she took the money, and then knowing she made up the story, now they can pin a crime on her. What Kaylin's talking about is what I always say: manipulation from male to female is illegal. Manipulation from female to male is just considered part of the game. Or they'll say, "Oh, you know, she was just going through something. She was alcoholic. Even if she's made bad decisions, she was just on drugs." She had postpartum depression. She wasn't feeling good. She wasn't happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> it's a part of marriage. Just suck it up. She wanted to be hugged. Have you ever heard that one? She just wanted a hug, and you never gave her hug, love, and affection. They'll put it back on your ass. Uh, of Vasto Delorg. De Vasto Delorg says, save the planet, not 304s. All right. Uh, but guys can't figure that out. Where are we at here? Uh, let's see here. Oh, I'm all the way up here. Charlie Brown, a fool in their virginity, are soon to be parted. <laughs> he says, no bear zone. So men with lack of experience for women will always fall for these damsel in distress tricks. What I would do, anytime I see the damsel in distress, I never say, you're doing damsel in distress. I know that this is program is cultural and it's also something that has been allowed to go on for years, centuries. And so what I do is I immediately withdraw my attention. Okay. And so a lot of you guys will be like, what? So I had a woman test this. I always talk about the Lithuanian woman, beautiful woman. She tried to test that. 
She knew I was busy. She knew I was working and she knew I had custody of my kids. So it was almost the impossible. And my kids were young at the time. I couldn't just leave them. So it was an impossible scenario for me to come save her. And she picked a good time to get her tire flattened. All right. Not that she picked it, but she picked a good time to test the damsel in distress. How much did I like her? How much interest did I have on her? This is a classic shit test. And what she wants to say, well, this is a scenario I can test this situation. Her, her tires flatten. Do you have AAA? Nope. She calls me. Can you come to me? Now, I don't know if you know about Southern California traffic. It's three in the afternoon. I'm going to pick up my kids. Hey, can you come get me? Blah, blah, blah. And the situation immediately was no, I cannot. My kids are getting picked up from school. I'm not driving 45 minutes in traffic up with my kids. And then 40, 30 minutes, we already go, we're going to tutors. We have our day set. No, I cannot come get you. Get AAA, get something. And then that was an immediately, it was immediate test in which then once the test was passed, she either puts you in a category of, damn, he held frame. I'd like that. Or he didn't fall for the scenario. Either way, it's a situation which doesn't prevent them from stopping the test you. Okay, so even the guys that are in the PUA or the um, the male community in which they were like, you know, this is how you dominate a woman. They'll even tell you that a shit test doesn't mean she's going to get rid of you if you fail it. Sometimes a fail is a pass. Yeah, sometimes a fail is a pass. Me standing up to her and say, man, screw you. Made her wet. <laughs> that will get a woman to go, damn, he'll stand on the square. That's a real man. This is what you're dealing with. This is what you're dealing with when you're dealing with women, bro. And now, it again, doesn't make them bad. This just figures out. This just finds out. They're trying to figure out how to put you and where to put you. Now, for me, this is what I told you at the beginning of the stream. This is why I'm not interested in relationships because all women and everybody who's a PUA or not a PUA, but a guy in that territory which they teach you how to deal with manipulative women, they will all admit even they put up with this still with their woman. They put up with this still. This is why they tell you masculine frame. Well, you got to hold masculine frame. You're always holding masculine. You're like this all day with women. All day, every day. They're always going to test the rope. They're always going to test how, what they can get away with. They're never going to be like, oh, I finally got a good man. I'm not going to mess with him no more. No, they're always going to test that limit. How much, how much does he really like me? Let me see. This is what they do all the time, bro. This is what they talk. Hey, look, no matter what goes on in their life, their career, none of that stuff. So I could focus on my career. Everything they think about is their situation, their relationship situation. All right. If they don't have a relationship, they're finding out, trying to find out how to get in one. If they got one, they're trying to find out how to test it and see how much rope they got. <laughs> Holding constipated frame. All day, you got to be on mask and frame. All day, you got to be on guard duty. I'm not on guard duty with these people, man. They're all going to do it, bro. <laughs> anyway, but this is part of their... Tommy Bryan says, Panini 
got that evil Punani. <laughs> I've never even seen that. Well, he says she got that evil Punani. Um, no, she's got what they allow in our culture. Me, meanwhile, she ain't shown her face yet, right? She ain't shown her face. The only person that has shown her face is her husband. And then her family put out a statement berating the, the people, the investigators for investigating her. Everybody coming to save the person. They're letting her hide in anonymity. The only thing you see of her is the picture that we have, her family pictures. Where is she at? Let her, let her make a statement. It's crazy, uh, but it is what it is. Freddie Frappuccino, she's just a 39-year-old child. Yes, for sure, man. <laughs> but they are allowed to be, you know. They're allowed to be. So any at any point, they can have these situations, and there's plenty of people that will come up and say, well, this is this, this is that. And she just went through something, um, and uh, and then she, they're going to blame somebody else. Eric says, on the build list for my mid-engine C8, and I blame you, coach. He says, stay frosty, gentlemen. What's on the build list? Or you got a build list. All right, Brown 310, likes are free. Let's get to 1,000 likes. No excuse, lifestyle, Rocky Caves. Just keep masculine. Just keep holding masculine frame, coach. You got this. He says, this story is another juicy Smollett situation. That's true. He said, to date, it has been three years uh, off from being, or you're being tobacco-free, free agent for life. Much love. Congratulations on that. Um, but yeah, it's a Jesse Smollett situation too. All right. Ben Rito says, uh, did you hear Melinda Gates on how bad her marriage was for 27 years? And Houston do got clapped by his girlfriend after coming back from eating. I'm going to talk about that for a second. Uh, when I get through some of these super chats, remind me. Uh, Mike Davis says, Shotlanta, getting this knowledge, coach. You young men need to get this knowledge. All right. Doesn't mean you need to not be in a relationship. And uh, I don't want to advise hating women. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of emotion. All right. I just look at them Martin Lutherly. All right. That's how I go about dealing with women. Anything that coming out their mouth, I'll be like this here. <laughs> I'll give them a Martin Luther. Lay. I don't call them out. I don't diagnose them. I just be like, mm-hmm. Until I have proof. A Jedi says, Coach, I was saying I know about that BDP. Yes, he says, I was just finishing your rap. I got you, brother. Shout out to the Generation X latchkey kids. I finally called on to it. Shout out to the Jedi. And shout out to the Latchkey Generation X. Uh, uh, Crypto Boise. Bios. Crypto Bios. Boise. Crypto Bios. Some of these names I can't really pronounce. He says, Coach, the marriage will don't work for a man of standards. It doesn't work. Most men don't have standards. You take what you get. And I'm going to come back to that. All right. Jonathan Dean. Thank you for being here, brother. Domain Stickum, Coach. Last Friday on 304. Damn, we missed that? Damn it. That would have been perfect for a show title. It's 3.04. Now we got to wait till next year. You got you to give me a heads up. Last Friday was 3.04. He said, you should have done a call-in show about 3.04. I know we missed it. Keep up the good work. Coach game for life. We missed that. Dang it. DGC more respect CGA. Much love to the modern XXs. And he says, brothers don't need to give commitment. It's it's a free-for-all out there. Keep educating CGA. This is where we're going to get to. We're going to try to get guys to understand. It's a free-for-all. We actually have the best-case scenario that you have right now. All right? 
Uh, let's see here. And we didn't make the situation like this, by the way. Ladies love cool. See, Russell, Russell Simpson told Sierra to give him more babies. Give him the prices wrong. I don't know if she's able to, though. Hold the Sierra. I don't know if she's able to. She could be able to. I don't know. She is 36. Well, she should be good. She can give him more. I think he's the one that wanted a lot of kids. So, you know, he's got her at a good age. He's She's already had kids. So, I think they, did they use a surrogate? Somebody just recently used a surrogate. I think it was them. Maybe it was somebody else. Surrogate. Somebody used a surrogate recently. One of these celebrities. I don't know if it was her. Was it her? I don't know. I could look it up. One of them celebrities that just had a baby used a surrogate. Oh, that was Gabrielle Union. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was Gabrielle Union. So it wasn't Sierra. All right. Uh, Hen Chaser. So grateful to CGA. Another masterclass. Hashtag damsel. Damsel in distress. Always look out for it, guys. Smart guy says 36-year-old is not a good age for women, uh, for kids. Increases birth, child defects, and autism. Um, it's it's running late. It's running late. M many times women that have, it's running late. Women that already have kids, it's a little bit easier. If it's her first child, definitely you don't know what's going to happen. But, yeah, who knows? Uh, she got a little bit of time left. MR, we're going to call you MR. MR said uh, four, married for three. He says, I realize, are you giving me an order or something? Four, married for three. He says, I realized the possible downsides, divorced her and stayed with her. She kept the same good energy the whole time. Oh, yeah, you were that guy. He says, she never tells me no. Her mom is a C-U-N-T and it's annoying. Want to suplex her. Okay, so you're married for three years. You've been with her. Okay, you're answering the question. You. This is the guy that asked about, the mom interfering in the woman's good. So you've been with her for four years and married for three years. It's still early. Do you have kids with her? What's happening is the monster-in-law is going to interfere, guys, at some particular point. If you do, just a little bit of advice. If you're married to a woman who, uh, whose monster-in-law is interfering in your marriage, at some point, she will comply with the monster-in-law. The monster law is going to beat her down. Like she's going to constantly lean in on her, give her advice that she, the monster in law hasn't even followed. Like the monster law will be married and be in a miserable sexist marriage, but she'll put pressure on your marriage and ultimately it will buckle. She will want to please the monster in law because her allegiance is not established yet. Now, once she has got the investment, she's got the house, the children, she's going to switch up on you. And I don't know if you have the house and children yet or the children are old enough yet. She's going to switch up on you and she's going to want to be pledge her allegiance to the monster-in-law. So be careful with that one. Because she has to choose one. She can't choose both. Um, that's the weakness in marriage today is that women can choose they they can they can serve multiple masters and we're convinced that they can pull this off and ultimately what happens is when they can't pull it off they dispose of you you're the most easiest disposable in the situation she can't get it a she can't get rid of the mom 
because then she cuts herself off from the future family and her safety net. She can't get rid of the government, meaning sign a prenup, because legally she's she's entitled to these things. And if she cuts the government out of it, then you're the only option. And she says, I'm not going to do that. Why would I do that? I want to be able to reach to someone if this goes left. So she's not cutting the government off. She's not cutting her kids off. Who's she going to cut off? You. You're, you're the easiest. And because if she puts in enough time, what tends to happen is she gets rewarded more for the most time that she's been with you. Meaning over time, you'll accumulate wealth. You'll accumulate houses, cars, vacation houses, uh, assets, pensions. She could cut your ass off at the knees at that point and still get the reward or get a reward. Anyway, it's how the system works. It's the system. And again, it's not um, it's not necessarily. Women created the scenario, the situation, the, the scenario created opportunities for them. Charles G, you're right, coach. My mom pulled the damsel in distress tactic on me when she had a problem when her boyfriend Come to find out, with her boyfriend, come to find out she wanted to prove a point with him. I felt stupid. Yes, indeed. So your moms will pull off the damsel in distress. They'll all do it. And uh, come come to find out, you will find out why she did it, and you'll feel like a fool. Shot X, now coach. Link saving Princess Zelda on The Legend of Zelda is more dramatic, but still the same. You're such a good man reward buzzer for Nintendo. So Link and Princess Zelda. Yes, the Legend of Zelda, Strife, and and your first. This is a lesson for you men. Your first manipulative tactics have been committed against you by your mother. Your mother, especially if you have a single mom, she's committed more manipulation on you, and have prepared you for to deal with women, but she's disguised it. And many times she's prepared you to be vulnerable and manipulated by women. She's prepared you to be the what? The good man. So your mother has really conditioned you for this manipulation. Okay. And again, this is not saying mothers are bad. This is just what they know. This is what they do. And they've been able to get away with it for a long time, right? Especially if she's already divorced her father or your father was a, a baby daddy. She's already used manipulation on you. She's already used you as a manipulation uh, pawn. Right? It's crazy, man. Strife. Uh, Excel says, uh, type Peach Bowser costume meme in Google, and you'll see the dude in a Bowser costume. All right. Um, what dude in the box? What? Oh, the, the guy, the husband? I hope not. I don't know who's in the, the Bowser costume video. Oh, I see. <laughs> There's one here. <laughs> I see a guy. I'm not going to show it, though, but. Uh, anyway, shout out to uh, Abdur Rahim. Is that Sharif Abdur Rahim? He said, There's a clown named C. Booger. Have you as the thumbnail talking crazy about you? It's still up on his channel. See, Booger? I don't know who that is. $2 holla. I've been on here for years. Wrench. Stop bring political. All right. Um, we'll see about that. <laughs> All right. 
Priest universe, it seems like, hey, listen, anything for views. Anything, anything for views. You know, people struggle. Hey, what I've noticed, though, I don't know if you've noticed. I don't know if you noticed. Typically, in the black manosphere, they've been attacking other men like crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I was like, what the what? All right, they love going in on other men because why? Let's go back to what I've just talked about. They're conditioned to actually try to outrank each other as opposed to help. This is all single mother raised conditioning. This is why they, they're conditioned to manipulate and they've always targeted other men. This is why a lot of times they'll be like, your brothers and help brothers, brothers will tear each other down. Brothers will tear each other down. Like, I try not to get engaged in that. Every now and then, I might. But you, I've only made one video where I used another content creator as a thumbnail, and that was, like, 2018. And then I learned real quick that that energy is not worth it, right? I did it one time. I have never, ever taken another male content creator, made them the thumbnail to prove my point. That is female energy, or it's them trying to stay relevant. So if you do want some people to look at your videos, I would put my chocolatey skin face on, on, on my, look, look, if you look like some of these content creators, I wouldn't put my face on the thumbnail either. I would put me on it too. I mean, take, <laughs> all right, like look at them and then look at me. Hold on for a second. You know what I mean? Like, why would they put themselves on there? And then look at me. Like, look at the chocolate. Hold on for a second. <laughs> Come on, man. I was I would get sick of putting my face on there and not getting any views either. <laughs> and then you were like, let's put somebody strikingly handsome. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, shit, I would put myself on my, I would put me on their videos too to get some views. <laughs> so look, I can't be mad at them. Hey, get ever get any views you want. <laughs> Just send me a super chat every now and then. Yeah, don't let me take my robe off and show you what a ravishing man looks like. Hit the music. Anyway, I've never responded to none of these people, man. You know what I mean? I would never waste my breath. Matter of fact, I don't even watch them. You know what I mean? Like, I, like these people, man, I don't even watch their show. So why would I waste time on them? It's crazy. All right, so anyway, Crease Universe says, it seems like women love creating their own fantasy movies. With that being said, it seems like women are the ultimate drifters. What are your thoughts, coach? Um, here, Here's the deal on that. All right. This is, again, not taken away from women, though. Women live with with four men under them holding a safety net. Men, you don't live like that. Like, look at the numbers of homelessness between men and women. Look at the number uh, numbers of uh, self-deletion between men and women. Look at the numbers of women versus men that go to do uh, social services. Look at the number of men versus women who file for divorce and go to family court to get a little bit of a uh, cash and prizes, as they say. All right. It's overwhelmingly women running around and they're saying, 
I'm doing it on my own. Strong and independent, right? They're thumping their chest, and you're sitting there like this here. You're staring Martin Luther Lee at him like, wait a minute, where's staring Martin Luther Lee at him? You're like. And so ultimately, they will have groups of orbiters. They will have men ready to go in line. I'll take care of you. I'll pay for this. They have guys. They got simps, tricks, dudes on seeking arrangements. They ultimately have a safety net running around them. Now, we don't live like that. So in essence, what happens is they don't have to do what? They don't have to save money. Somebody will play it. They don't have to be financially, fiscally responsible all the time. They have somebody to reach to. They don't have to do what? They can drift. They can actually sit at work thinking about relationships all day. They can sit at work, watch the TikTok. And then you can warn their ass, hey, you ain't going to make it in life if you keep doing that. And this is where some of these other guys have this argument where hoes are winning because ultimately what happens? Somebody creates a social program for them. They'll run to it like this here. They'll run. Now, this brings me to this next topic that I needed to cover. And this is how I know men don't understand women. You have a one-dimensional thought of women, not even two-dimensional, all right? And which tells you, you, you only see one thing and you can only think compartmentalized like women think. So this brought up the conversation, oh, women like this type of guy. And you will basically say it's either that guy and they don't like anyone else, all right? That's what you do, or you try to compartmentalize women like that. Women don't do that. That's how They don't live life like that. They find uses for all type of men. And that's you. Now, you think that they like a certain person, but they just find use for them. And it's okay. Doesn't mean that that guy can't get something from her. Same to be said about uh, how they live life. So for the, for the most part, when they do things, you because you don't see it, doesn't mean it's not happening. Because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not happening. So we had the discussion yesterday, and the guy could not get over the fact. Women don't like older guys. Bruh, they've been do just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's ha not happening. You see, let me just go back here. I'll share this right here. You see women at nightclubs and bars, which is a small subsection of women. Okay. You see a small subsection of women, or you only see a certain type of woman racially, which I always tell black men, be warned. If you don't have experience dating internationally, interracially, your view of women comes from a small, a very minuscule group of people. And then what you'll do is say, well, I see them doing this. Well, you're got to be the most inexperienced man in the world because you know women don't operate on how they are in public you got to judge them what they do in private and they will rarely ever show you what they do in private see you as a man will do everything in public if a woman walked by you and dropped trowel and said do me now in the bushes you would do it without even thinking about it. You know why? Because you're a man and you're impulsive. And you got to take what you get. You think when a woman sends you a good night text at 9.30 p.m. that she went to sleep. Baby, she just getting started. She sent the good night text to you so you don't bother her 
while she's up at 11, 12, 1, scrolling through Tinder and scrolling through Seeking Arrangement and scrolling through Instagram and TikTok, inviting dudes over at 1 p.m. Can you come through? Getting her fix. And you said, no, nah, no, nah, I didn't see her do that. They know how to do things under the cover of night. They're like kittens. They're like cats. Have you ever seen two cats fornicating in the middle of the street? Nope. You've seen two dogs. You've seen plenty of dogs walk up to another dog <laughs> and proceed to try to mount that dog. Have you seen two cats to do that? Have you seen two cats? No, but you've seen cats being born. You see litters of kittens being born. So they're doing it. You ain't never seen it. Every now and then you might hear it. You might hear one in heat somewhere in where? Somewhere you can't see the mud at night. And you're like, Lord, that cat is in heat. You go outside. Pitch black outside. You can't see one. What the hell? Where's that coming from? The gutter. And the cat come through. You ain't never seen it. It's very rare that you see it. So what you don't understand is you might say a woman likes to chat in Tyrone. Yes. In broad daylight, somewhere in a light, lit up uh, nightclub. Yes. You might say, I've never seen a young woman with an older man. Of course you haven't seen it because why would they let you see it? But they're doing it. They're doing it. And they're doing it way more than you would actually imagine. I'm proof of it. I can show if I literally had somebody following me around, I'm proof of it. Now you might say, well, they're using you guys. They use all. You guys are really, really thoroughly immature when it comes to this. Well, they're using you for money. You're the idiot. And then he's, I get it for free. The Chad is getting it for free. The Chad be up in child support court. The Chad be forced into marriage. The Chad gets married and divorced. The Chad gets STDs. The Chad gets her knocked up pregnant. What is you talking about? And then you sit up there. Tricks get deleted. Okay, let me show you something. I want to challenge you to a Google fight. I want to ch challenge you to a Google fight. I want you to Google how many... Men who get prostitutes get deleted by the prostitute. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Look it up. Because you're like, well, these guys are susceptible to getting robbed, beaten, deleted. Okay. Go ahead and look it up. Now, I want you to look up how many husbands get deleted by their wives. I want you to look up at the same time, get two screens. I'm not going to do it for you because you do your own homework. Look up. How many husbands get deleted by their wives? And then look up how many husbands get divorced by their wives and robbed in family court. And then look up how many husbands or how many baby daddies get robbed in child support by women that they, that they thought they were getting free sex from. And you're telling me tricks are getting used? You're telling me old men are getting used by younger women? No, it sounds like the Chads and Tyrones are getting perfectly used via free sex. It sounds like dudes that are marrying women are getting perfectly robbed by women legally. It sounds like men who marry women, go look up snaps, are getting perfectly deleted physically by wives and girlfriends. 
It sounds like men who fall in love with a woman that gets put in a damsel in distress situation ends up deleting another man and then getting put in prison for years for doing the damsel in distress. You guys literally, literally are using small bits of data and making your own story. Meanwhile, you don't realize how many men are susceptible to what you're talking about, free sex, that ends up paying on the back end all day long, bro. Paying with your life, paying with divorce, paying with child support, paying with family court, paying with STDs, paying with unwanted pregnancies. Are you kidding me? I, I'm getting tired of people simply trying to beat me on this one because you have a narrative that you want to put. Men who pay for sex are bad. Men who pay for sex are dumb. Men who pay for sex, you're all paying. You're all paying. Married men get cheated out of money all the time. I want you to hear me. Men who are married get cheated out of money all the time. Every day, legally. But there's a guy here, one or two, who always, oh, come on. Chad's and Tyrone's get it for free. You got to be kidding me. They don't get it for free. And women might desire a Chad at one point in her life. It does not mean that she's not opening her legs to anyone else. Most of the time, you don't even see it. Let me just say this. Have you ever seen a woman having sex? <laughs> All right. She got sex on the, she gets sex on the low. She never shows you her getting sex. She won't even talk about it. But she getting it. And she might need a cell phone paid for. She don't call Chad or Tyrone. She calls somebody that can pay for that cell phone bill. And she will give it up. Come on, bro. I, I'm tired. I'm tired of the conversation. And I'm it's so, it's so small that a guy will get set up by a prostitute versus how many men are getting robbed blind in their own house. <laughs> robbed blind married men getting robbed blind chads and tyrones on child support getting robbed silly and you're saying you get it for free oh the naivete of the man and it tells me you have have no experience with women zero or you have a small percentage and this and, and typically uh I, it typically is black guys that always want to argue me down and then i'll say well, you know, what type of women do you date? And he, they'll say, well, I date, I only date sisters. And I'm going, look, look at the numbers here. Look at the numbers, guys. If you only date sisters, you cannot tell me anything about women. You have zero, you have very little experience. Very little. And then most of you ain't left Columbus, Ohio. Then I tell you, have you traveled anywhere? Where did you go? Oh, I ain't left Columbus or Detroit. I'm like, so you got no experience. Men who deal with this demographic of women, look at it. Look at it. What, that, means, that means 12 out of 100 women in America. That's what you're, that's what you're restricted to. Meanwhile, that's 84% of other women running around here that you ain't even talking about. You ain't even tested yet. 84 out of, am I math right? No, that ain't 84, it's 88. 88 out of 100, you got zero experience with. Mm -hmm.
can't take your opinion for nothing. Okay, you got to get some damn experience across the board. You got to leave some. You got to leave the country. Okay, first of all, to get some experience, I, I, it's mind boggling. That amount of people that will spend time trying to argue me down and just have limited experience. All right, so anyway. Ray May is in the building. Shout out to you. Thank you, sir. Uh, Caleb Rouse says this conversation deep coach because WW Great Fantasies got black men lynched for years and has been rooted in their true lust for us. Shout out to the coach game. And I don't disagree at all. I've been telling you a lot. A lot of those st stories historically have them wanting to have these encounters who's been dreaming. Guys, you can't have people around. You know, we're human beings. You know, a lot of times we've been treated as less than human beings. Um, but this has happened across the board. People who have been maids. Uh, if you read the story of um, uh, Shea Guevara in the opening chapters, I can't remember what chapter. Shea Guevara uh, talks about um, him just using his maids as sexual, when he was a teenager, using his maids as uh, just sexual pleasures. Their him and his teenage boys would take the maids and just, just take them. You know what I mean? So if you have other human beings around, especially if you see them as subhuman, but they're still human beings, means that they can function as a human being, you will have sex with them. And so white men have been doing this to slaves or people who were less than and less class. And white women in those times certainly did the same thing. Just look at the movie Mandingo. I know it's a movie. I hate to use movie as truth, but in times of need, women have done that. But if, of course, if you're caught doing it, then somebody's getting strung up. <laughs> and then they're going to say, he took advantage of me. And you sitting there, no, some master, no, some master. I didn't do nothing. Uh, uh, little Miss Thang, little Miss Tizzy came out there and she grabbed me. Now she didn't strung his ass up. It's been a common theme. It's a common theme. Unfortunately, men fall for this damsel in distress. Um, and that's a quite a, a common damsel in distress. Matter of fact, let's just say this, that scenario plays out, has been playing out as recently as probably yesterday. Although now it's not as believable, but there have been white women as of early as of yesterday that have probably said this black man, um, did something to me and I had no interest. You probably can investigate it. It could be true. Probably could be false. It's a crazy thing, but it's a damsel in distress scenario in which we're always the predator and they're always the vulnerable. Now, it's not always the case. All right. Enigma WPG, almost all girls I've been tried to play. I've been with tried to play the damsel. I think they do it to judge their importance to you, but I do know prison but I do know prison over peace leave. Yes. Have you ever heard women say, well, I didn't think he loved me until he got physical with me. How does a man become physical with a woman? Does he just come in and DDT her? He slapped the DDT in. He come in and put her in a figure four. No, she kind of instigates, instigates. She tests the line, tests the waters, tests the waters. Then he blows up. <laughs> all right. And then he puts her and slaps in the DDT. And then all of a sudden, then she goes, well, I know where the line is. It's a weird thing dealing with them, man. 
it's a weird thing, but and you never know who's gonna what level they're gonna do it with. Uh, some women won't do it as that level. What they'll do is they'll text you. They'll text you. And so what he's saying, I'm not going to do prison over uh, women. They'll do the constant texting you. Hi, how's your day? Hey, where you been? And, and, and if you don't answer, they're judging how important you are to her. But what I do is I give people a limit. And I won't tell them what the limit is, but I'll let them know you're pushing the limit in your communication with me. I'm already not replying to you instantly. And now you're keep pushing the limit. Now you text me one or two times back to back. Now you're pushing it. And then an hour later, you'll text me again. You're really pushing it. I'm going to ignore the hell out of you. I'm not going to play this constant availability on the phone. All right. I'm not. I'm too old for that ish. <laughs> I'm too old for that shit. Don't text me and keep repeatedly texting me and then send me a meme and then send me a how's your day two seconds later and then an hour later send me a no, 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 no. You, you, you missed it. No. Nope. That's too much access to me. That's too much checking in what I'm doing. That's no, that's too much. No, you're, you're creeping. You're creeping. So your ass about to get ignored. And then I'll get to your ass when I get to your ass. All right, so I, I I just see what it is. I know what it is. It's not them. Well, I just want to be nice. No, they're always checking in. They're always trying to investigate your ass. All right, so Craymore, if the manipulation don't work the same, then I assume that men ought to assume responsibility, which means men and women can be equal. Logic. So there's the problem with equality is that we're still really different and we operate differently in this world. So equality is almost impossible. Because then you can get away with things, and then I can get away with things, but but we still are equal. I don't, that's impossible. I can't play the damsel in distress. Nobody would care if I went missing. But but that means we're not equal. Caleb Rouse says, uh, you're going to be in a group chat. He says, you're going to be in a group chat. Girl, he did this and that, and the third to me, shaking my head, he said, hold the lines, fellas. DGC Moore says, Coach, this economy can't take higher petroleum prices. And this is the earlier stage. Ukraine and Russia, A, or Russia, <laughs> Ukraine, I got it. Ukraine and Russia, everybody needs to stay out of it. Oh, no, no, we're in trouble, brother. We're in trouble economically. Um, if the gas prices creep up another dollar and 50 cent, people are going to go broke. If the if the gas prices creep up another dollar and fifty cent, people are going to have to make some critical choices in life. Mostly men, but many women will be out here selling some peace leave. All right, in in short order. And by the way, I see it already happening in real time, so don't bother me on this one. I know there's women like what? This is not true. Uh uh. No, we ain't go. It's not called the oldest for profession for nothing. Grease Man Texas said X told me. Her friends walked at night on the road hoping to get great, a true wake-up for me. It's a fantasy out here. It is a, it's an unfortunate thing that we have to talk about this and you have to see women in this light. But if you do your own investigation, you see why they might do the things that they do. It doesn't make sense to you because you're not a woman. It makes sense to them, though. Jesse Jensen, 69, paying tuition coach. Much love. Thank you, sir, for being here. These are generous tuitions, by the way. You didn't even say anything, but much love. I respect that. 
All right. Um, John Lando, CGA and the gang is good to be back. CGA laying down facts. I've returned from the depths of simping. <laughs> Forgive your brother. Hey, we all get caught up in this. We all get caught up in this. You guys let your guard down. You meet a woman, guys. The You know, as Chris Rock says, who she is in her first six months is not who she is. It's her representative. Eventually, you're going to hear all the dirty details and she'll reveal them slowly. Uh, her economic situation will start to get revealed. Her, She's at the end of her lease. She was in an abusive relationship. She just got out of her baby daddy, did this. It's always going to be some BS. And then you get caught in the simping. I'll save you. Mr. Nonchalant, a co-worker, was talking about his roster of XXs that we work with. I told him I don't mess with co-workers. He said, just let them, just tell them up front what you want. I said, bro, no co-workers. Some guys have to learn the hard way. See, that's not discipline. Have some discipline, guys. Co-workers are problems. Co-workers are problems. Is it always going to be a problem? No. But why chance it? This is your job. This is where your job recommendations are going to come from. This is what this is your career we're talking about. So I could focus on my career. I've dated coworkers in the past, and um, I really complicated my working experience. You know what I mean? Why do that? And guys, when was the last time telling them something up front actually made them go, okay, <laughs> I understand. At the end of it, they have a safety net. Revy Bennett, coach, if you look like Ray Ray, but you are a beta, how do you navigate that? Because I have seen women who want to have sex but not get to know me. <laughs> oh, no. Um. So this is, goes down to the chat. Tyrone Pookie Ray Ray gets the easy peace leave. This fulfills whatever fantasy in her head. Uh, but you want them to get to know you, and they just want to give you the sags. All right? They treat you like, hey, just this is like, the, to me, it's, a, it's literally like the um, – um, situation we talked about how women will go to the slave or they will go to the man with the lower class present them with opportunities later on to play the victim so i think what you have to do is be more sexually selective all right if you if you don't if you know that these people typically are just doing this to fulfill their little fantasy and you don't want that just be sexually selective i mean in that situation because it's, what's going to happen is it's going to ignite the beta in you. And most of the guys think Chad and Tyrone's are alphas. It's wrong. Many Chads and Tyrone's are beta, could be beta, or live in a spectrum. It's not either or. They live in a spectrum. So, like, the, the idea that a Ray Ray is a Chad is wrong because a Ray Ray can get emotional. They never had to keep their emotions in check with a woman. A Ray Ray will haul off and pimp and, and put a backhand to a woman. A Ray Ray will argue with a woman all day and all night. A Ray Ray will be out here cheating on his girls, but then go crazy when she cheats on him. That's what a Chad, a Ray Ray, and a Pookie will do. All right, so they're not alpha. This is a classic mistake that people get. Chad and Tyrone, Pookie, and Ray Ray are alphas. No, they have very much a spectrum of beta tendencies. This is why. They've never had to develop alpha. They never had to develop it. And they probably they probably were conditioned by a single mother. So they're susceptible to being drug in a family court. And why this woman doing it to me? She ain't letting me see my kids. It's always a Ray Ray. <laughs> single mother raised peace sitting down, guys. 
who are constantly going back and forth. See, a guy who argues with a woman is a beta. <laughs> a guy who goes back and forth and argue with women typically is going to be from this demographic right here. Let me show you the chart. They'll literally be like, oh, you don't argue. Because I always told you, I don't argue with women. All right. Soon as it, soon as the temperature of the conversation starts to go up, I'm like, you're about to ruin this evening. All right. This evening's about to be short-lived. I'm not here to argue, ma'am. But I hear guys like this, and, oh, and so a guy told me one time, I know you don't deal with sisters if you don't argue with women. Exactly. I don't deal with that type of behavior. I'm not here to argue. I'm not here to fight. I'm not here to discuss politics and your politics. I'm not here to be disagreeable. I'm here for a good time, ma'am. And this should be pleasant. Even when I was married, I didn't argue. I think the last, the one, only really argument I had with my wife was at the end of the marriage. <laughs> That's when I knew it was over. I was like, and she was the one kind of escalating, rising. She was like, I was like, something's off here. I was like, something's off. I'm always trying to be calm and let's talk to, if we can't talk it out, conversation's over. And the conversation should be short. Gentlemen, having long conversations with women is like having long conversations with children. They are tuning your ass out. Just so you know. And they're finding the what? Straw man, ready for you to make a mistake, ready for you to hide evidence. You're revealing too much information. Talking with women is like talking to a private investigator or a police investigation. Hey, come into the police precinct. Why don't you have a conversation with us? And you sit down. All right, I'll talk it out. I'll let these people know I wasn't the person that committed this crime. And you're going to sit there and they know exactly how to trap you. And everything you say is going to be the original story so that whatever you say different the next time is going to be a lie. Stop talking to women long and drawn out. Most women, I don't even let them talk. They come through the door, and I take them right upstairs. Let's go. <laughs> There's nothing to really talk about. Let's go upstairs, and, 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 and eight out of ten of them just go upstairs. They don't say nothing. Oh, I like this. Let's go. All right, this is why we're here. I'm not here to be like, how you doing, and what's your day? And then afterwards, most times, we ain't got nothing to talk about. <laughs> Most of the time you realize after you bust that nut, you be like, I really don't have nothing to talk about now. I'm not interested in anything anymore that you was going to say. I was interested before I busted a nut. Now that I busted, I'm not interested. <laughs> you can't be as cold as me out here. And Steph is cold. It can be as cold as me. Shout out to you. Uh, anyway, John Brown, thank you, coach. He says, thanks for all your support, coach. Started taking CPA exams during C-19. Just passed them all. Congratulations, man. Making more money in L.A., you'll need it, sir. Building myself up after losing my father. Your channel has inspired me to be a better man. Thank you. Shout out to you, John Brown. Appreciate you, man. Good for you, man. I'm glad to hear those stories. All right. Uh, Jesse Jensen said, thanks for the inspiration. Uh, inspire me for my own channel, coach. I always put my own words in there. Shout out to you. Congratulations, man. I'll try to find it here. John Brown, all have simped and come short. Of the peace leave. Make better decisions, men. Make better decisions, guys, when it comes to this. That's all what it boils down to. So later on today, 
we're going to try to talk about the Bill Gates. I wanted to talk about it, but I'm going to review it a little bit. Uh, and we're going to talk about how you can you can use the outsource woman to actually make the complete woman that you want. Many times you want women to you want to think that, uh, you know, that, that, that the only way that you can get the best out of them is to trade time instead of money. And what you'll do is you'll spend time. You'll take a woman and say, OK, I just want one woman. And then that woman's going to do what? She's going to care for me, look out for my best interests, my business interests. She's going to do my laundry or help do my laundry. She's going to cook my food or help cook my food. She's going to have my kids and raise my kids, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to break down how basically by using women who have outsourced themselves for all of these things that I just named and even more, it's actually going to be cheaper for you. And at the end of it, then you can find the, you can actually get closer to the woman that you actually need as opposed to just having a woman based on what you want. All right, we're going to break it down. We're going to talk about housekeeping, about fruit, food preparation. In our time, in the geek economy, and then in an economy in which you're going to need one or two different uh, incomes, women are now leasing themselves out to do these things in which you don't have to put up with any bullshit anymore. And you actually can create a peaceful life for yourself. We're going to break all of that down, brothers. All right. And then the woman that comes in here and says, I can be the woman you need. Then you say, can you do all of these stuff? And she ain't going to be willing to do it. She ain't the, she ain't the woman you need because you obviously need somebody that can do those things. And so we got an economy in which you can afford for all of that, even down to the peace leave. If you want to get to it, it's going to be much cheaper for you. And then you can if you guys just love hanging with women for companionship, you can find her for that. I guarantee you after you've done the outsourcing. There ain't that many women that can provide companionship for you, right? You're going to find that out. You're going to find out like, damn, well, what does she actually do? What does she bring to the table? All right, so shout out to the coach gang. I'm going to get Nova going 100%, and uh, we'll be back later on. Shout out to the coach gang. Stare Martin Lutherly at you, brothers, and we out of here. Peace. Peace.